Chapter Three of Bill Bolton and Hidden Danger by Noel Sainsbury. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Three, Into the Air. The lights of a car swung round the hemlocks, then leveled directly on the field as the automobile sped down the stretch of lawn between the stables and the cornfield. Better get off, Bill. They'll get us, sure charlie's treble shrieked into the receivers clamped to bill's ears no they won't and for the love of mike charlie don't shout like that well what's to stop them that said bill briefly the speeding motor car bucked like a live thing described a half circling dive in the air and crashed down sideways to its former course the headlights snapped out and both lads felt the tremor of a dull explosion jiminy somebody got hurt cried young evans hope so that as the story-books say was my intention but what what made it happen remember when i left you by the bushes and you went through the gunman's pockets sure well just about then i was stringing a wire between the old hitching post and the horse trough looks to me as if the wire held oh blazes he broke off here comes another car hadn't counted on a fleet of them reckon you were right charles we should have got going sooner while he talked bill swung the plane into the wind i thought they might stop at the wreck sighed charlie cold-blooded i call it shall i shoot their jobs to stop us gosh no you'd be wasting ammunition never hit within forty feet of them with all this jouncing the amphibian was gathering speed rolling lightly over the turf but leaping and bouncing the motor-car drew closer it came alongside the moving plane not more than five yards off its starboard wing two men hung to the running-board their guns spurting fire duck yelled bill he deliberately leaned over the cockpit's side and fired his automatic at the automobile he saw the big machine swerve wildly fall behind and topple over tit for tat bill lifted his plane prettily off the ground that's one for you charlie i caught him in the near tire two to one you mean and their cars are in a lot worse shape than mine the engine was beating a steady tattoo bill opened her up wide and pulled back on the stick almost immediately they were in fog but he was no novice at the gentle art of piloting an airplane he had his air sense flying sense and two instruments on the lighted dial board to guide him the level glasses helped a lot his eyes went to the angle of climb indicator the bank indicator he held the amphibian in a steady climb for altitude the air was rough white clouds of fog obscured the wing lights at times at other times it was thinner the engine was roaring steadily but bill knew the danger of taking off and climbing directly into a change of temperature he sat tight for about four minutes they climbed in a wide circle and then there came a break in the fog a slice of the moon showed to the southward it was smothered by another layer of fog almost instantly the altimeter showed eighteen hundred feet 
charlie's voice sounded through the receivers of the phone set are you lost bill his voice sounded scared not yet reassured his friend i'm looking for something had to gain altitude to put those guys off our track if they happen to have an airbus handy bill dropped the plane into the heavier fog below still flying in wide spirals he came out of it with the altimeter needle pointing to four hundred feet there she is almost directly below them the bright beam of a flashing light circled round and round cutting the night in a broad swath what is it asked charlie the new cannon air beacon on ponus ridge we take our bearings from that light where do we go from here hartford worcester lowell portland and on up the main coast any idea of the distance we're a couple of hundred miles from lowell and portland is a good hundred and twenty-five from that place from there up to washington county and twin heads harbor is between a hundred and fifty to a hundred and seventy-five farther say about five hundred miles altogether that's guesswork it's probably farther he banked the plane swung it around in a semicircle and leveled off headed into the northeast how long will it take us bill heard a half-stifled yawn at the end of charlie's question well it's going on for three now if this breeze on our tail stiffens we ought to make your dad's house in less than five hours say somewhere between seven thirty and eight o'clock if we're lucky too bad we have to get there in broad daylight dad won't like that maybe not but he's lucky we're getting there at all i'll say he is yawned charlie say kid you'd better take a nap take down your seat and curl up on the decking you'll find a couple of blankets stowed behind the bulkhead aft i guess that's the best thing to do the youngster said sleepily i know it is said bill keep that phone gear on your head though i've got to wake you before we get there you'll have to point out the house sure nighty night good night and sweet dreams bill nosed up to six hundred feet above him the clouds of swirling fog seemed less dense his course led inland on a slant from the shore new cannon lies up in the ridge country five or six miles back from long island sound with every mile he put between the plain and that body of water the air both below and above him became clearer and less bumpy by the time the amphibian was flying over hartford three-quarters of an hour later all signs of fog and storm had disappeared moonlight flooded the earth and the visibility was almost as good as on a clear day it was past five o'clock by his wrist-watch and broad daylight when the amphibian speeding at the same altitude passed over the city of lowell massachusetts and over lawrence and haverhill a few miles beyond they were nearing the sea again and bill noticed that the closer they came to the coast the stronger was the wind from the southwest behind them a new thought came into his head with a quick decision of the trained heavier-than-air pilot he acted at once out came his map which he flattened on his knees next the cockpit light snapped on for a moment he studied his position then the light went off and the map into the pocket of his short leather jacket 
the amphibian was a trifle tail-heavy so dropping the nose to level he gave her right aileron and simultaneously increased right rudder round to the right swung the nose of the speeding plane when the desired bank was reached he checked the wings with the ailerons and at the same time eased the pressure on the rudder half a moment later he applied left aileron and left rudder resuming straight flight headed towards the coast on a course that would take them fifty miles east of portland with wings level once more he neutralized the ailerons gave the bus a normal amount of right rudder and settled back comfortably in his seat the little port of cushing just beyond where the merrimack river empties into the sea faded away behind them below nose was the blue atlantic dotted here and there with the patched sails of fishermen returning with the night's catch far to the starboard hugging the horizon bill saw a large single stacker a freighter heading so as to clear cape ann on her way to boston the day had dawned bright and clear it was perfect flying weather with a twenty-mile breeze spanking their tailplane bill knew that they must be doing at least one hundred and fifty-five miles per hour he felt the exhilaration of broad spaces and swift flight the salt tang of the sea smelled good he was content half an hour or so went by a sleepy voice in bill's receivers roused him from reverie where under the shining sun are we just there or thereabouts gee are we heading for europe nope for breakfast i hope but what are we doing over the ocean bill taking a shortcut kid this course will lop off a good hundred and fifty miles from the route via portland and up the coast i suppose it was the sea fog that made you figure on the other way when we hopped off bill laughed good-naturedly <laughs> you show almost human intelligence this morning charles you'll be telling me next that the sun is shining and the prop is turning round charlie snorted ah cut it out bill tell me is there anything i can eat on board this crate not unless you start on a strut the french have a saying that who sleeps dines if that is so you ought to be filled to the brim hm. was charlie's sole comment then he asked what are those islands ahead to port matinicus island and matinicus rock how much farther is it to the heads about a hundred miles our airspeed is a hundred and thirty-five miles per hour and we're running before a twenty-knot wind figure it out for yourself do you want the answer in acres the answer i want said bill slowly is how i am going to land and park this bus when we get there if some more of your cutthroat pals are hanging round the house i never thought of that admitted charlie i didn't think you would turn your mighty brain on it if you guess the right answer i'll ask mr evans to give you a lollipop bill paid no attention to the forthcoming torrent of sarcasm from charlie his headphone set lay on the floor of the cockpit End of chapter 3